At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Hey, IDP Army. Everything about making your own podcast? Let me tell you about Anchor. It's free. There's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. And you can make some money with your podcast, too, with no minimum listenership. It's got everything that you need to make a podcast all in one place. So what are you waiting for, IDP Army? Download the free Anchor app and go to anchor.fm to get started today. What is up, IDP Army? It's your man, Jordan Reigns, at 50 Shades of Drunk, if you are on Twitter. And we are back again with another episode of the IDP Army podcast, where, of course, we are talking mostly IDP all-fantasy football. You guys already know. But if you don't know, it's your first time here. Appreciate you coming. Today, you got a good show. We're doing a 32-team preview show series. So we're going to be going over the Atlanta Falcons today. You can go back and check out the Arizona Cardinals one. We just posted that. Um, so yeah, we're basically going to be talking about this team, their outlook for the year, all their skill position players, you know, kind of where we're ranking them, ADP variances versus ranking variances, things like that. So, uh, yeah, um, you could do the show a favor. You can go leave us a five-star rating and review on iTunes. Uh, that would be awesome. Please go do that. We want to get our reviews up. I know there's hundreds, if not thousands of people listening to the show between YouTube and between all the podcast channels. So please we need to get our review numbers up, guys. All right. Um, we want we want to we want to be some hitters out here. So if you can do that for us, we appreciate it. But yeah, without further ado, let's just go ahead and dive on into the Atlanta Falcons. Today is um, January or January. My ass. Uh, it's June twenty first. I just finished the Arizona Cardinal show. I'm doing this show the same day. Um, I'm gonna release it. I think a day or two later. But uh, anyway. Atlanta Falcons last year, 2020 was a shit show year. Uh, Dan Quinn is got the hell out of there after a four and 12 season. It was ugly. Um, you know, they put up some yards. They had some fantasy relevant people, Matt Ryan being, you know, mainly among them and Calvin Ridley, um, Hayden Hurst. People really were all excited about him last year coming in. He was ranked way too high. I thought coming into the year, he didn't really do much. Um, 
So, but, but they did add some things to this team. It's it's not the same team as it was. Todd Gurley's gone as well. They brought in Mike Davis, um, which we'll get to him shortly. Uh, key draft picks. They drafted Richie Grant, uh, defensive back, uh, safety. They need so, they need a versatile safety. He looks like he could be that for them. And with the number four overall pick, I believe they had, they took uh, Kyle Pitts, who everybody. We've talked about him on this show before. I'm sure you've heard about him ad nauseum, but uh, you all know who Kyle Pitts is. They had a Kyle Pitts um, a couple weeks ago, a week and a half ago. They traded Julio Jones. So this team is not the same team it was in 21. They brought in Arthur Smith, the head coach. He's their new head coach uh, from the Tennessee Titans. So this team got a shakeup and a much-needed shakeup, but they still kept a lot of their core pieces there. Matt Ryan, one of the best quarterbacks in the NFL, former MVP, been to the Super Bowl, Coulda, shoulda, maybe woulda, shoulda won it. Uh, couldn't pull it off. Um, Calvin Ridley, one of the best young wide receivers in the league. The running game's a little suspect, but uh, let's go ahead and talk about Matt Ryan. Um, obviously, he's going to be their starter. He's getting a little older, but Matt Ryan, uh, right now, he's being drafted as quarterback 17 on underdog. Um, if we're looking at their ADP as of today, that's 132, you know, and really that's that's going to come down to the fact that he doesn't have like really any rushing side. He's one of the last kind of uh, those pocket passer kind of guys, you know, these guys that are just they can unload it for, you know, 4,500, maybe 5,000 yards. Kirk Cousins a little bit like that, but pocket passers, true pocket passes are kind of a dying breed. Matt Ryan being one of the last uh, guys out there, but he's really good. We've seen him put up. You know, top five seasons. He's been a quarterback one multiple times. Last year was a little bit up and down for them, like I said. Um, Fantasy Pros a little bit more bullish on him as far as his rankings. We have a, they have him as consensus quarterback fourteen. That seems like a little. That seems a little bit more fair to me. Um, you know, with the weapons that they have, with the defense being suspect, it's going to be more of the same with him throwing. Uh, we saw how efficient Arthur Smith was with Matt or Ryan Tannehill. So I think we're in for a good year for Matt Ryan. So if you guys have him, you know, I think he could return a lot better value. He definitely has the upside to return better value than his ranking uh, in redraft at 14 or his best ball ADP at quarterback 17. So you can feel good about Matt Ryan. Um, Calvin Ridley, you know, I mean, world beater. Calvin Ridley, world beater. Uh, wide receiver five right now on underdraft or underdraft underdog ADP coming off the board at pick 20 fantasy pros also in line with this ranking for, uh, for a uh, redraft as a wide receiver five right now. He he's, he's incredible on a points per game basis. The ability for Calvin Ridley to boom, um, you know, you, if you guys have listened to me for a long time, I'm very much a ceiling over a floor kind of player. And Calvin Ridley is a guy who's, he struck me as that early. Um, we saw his rookie season. He came out. He has a nose for the end zone. Uh, he plays a lot bigger than he is. I mean, he's you know he's not a very large receiver. That was you know he's not big like Julio, but he plays with tenacity. Um, he kind of reminds me of Stephon Diggs or Tyreek Hill. Just he's a go getter. Um, and he he can he can go deep. He can beat double coverage. He's got really good routes. I mean, there really isn't any holes to his game, in my opinion. I've been bullish on him since last year. Got him on a couple of teams in Dynasty, which I felt good about because the hype has finally sort of caught up to really the upside that I think we all kind of knew was there. But because Julio was there, uh, we were a little worried about. Now I know Kyle Pitts coming in is going to take a little bit of that ceiling off, I feel like people think. But I, I still like I still like Calvin Ridley as a, to finish as a top five wide receiver, top six wide receiver. Um, 
the, the passing volume is going to be there. This team, like I said, the game script is going to uh, dictate that they pass. I have a feeling because this defense needs some work still. So Calvin Ridley at five, incredible player. Uh, he's a little bit older when he came into the league as a prospect, but he's a, a guy you want on your teams this year, next year. You know, I you know ADP is is high, but in the second round. Um, you know, of an underdog draft. I mean, that's that's good. And if you are looking to stack him, you don't have to pay up for Matt Ryan. You can take, you know, Calvin Ridley, and you can kind of wait around on Matt Ryan for a while, unless somebody gets crazy and takes Kyle Pitts. Um, this brings me to Russell Gage. Now, here's a player that, you know, I was listening to the under the underdraft uh, fantasy show actually last week, right after or two weeks ago when Matt Ryan or not Matt Ryan when Julio got traded. When Julio got traded, uh, Russell Gage was the wide receiver sixty five. As of today, he's or sixty three. As of today, he's wide receiver fifty three. He's moved up ten whole spots. Okay, and I, I like that reflection of his ADP. I feel like some people are trying to give all the volume to um, to Kyle Pitts, but Russell Gage. You know, maybe he wasn't, you know, we look at him as just a jag, but, you know, he had 110 targets last year. And this is a really good stat pool here from Haramba Vendor from the uh, the uh, Offensive Points Pond podcast. You guys need to be listening to that as well on our feed. You know, Russell Gage had four touchdowns on 110 targets, which is the exact same as Tyler Boyd, who's currently ranked as the wide receiver 35. OK, and Tyler Boyd might be the third or fourth option on his team, you know, depending on how you look at it. We're looking at we're looking at Russell Gage as a third, uh, you know, option probably at worst on his team. You know, there's a little bit of a discrepancy there. There's a value. Uh, there's a little bit of a missing value piece there. So, I'm I'm picking up Russell Gage. I've been drafting him since before, um, since before Julio was traded in, in underdog because he was so cheap and the upside I saw it was there. He's already moved up some spots. So continue to draft him at that ADP, in my opinion. Fantasy Pros ranking 63, a little bit of a discrepancy there as well. So the the market's catching up to what they think his upside is and where he can land. Um, the rankers are still a little bit behind, though. If you're worried about Zacchaeus, um, he's kind of they're supposed to be their, their third. Um, oh, and, and I also the, the graphic I have right now up on on YouTube is a little bit old. Um, it has not accounted for the fact that Julio's gone. But if you're looking at Zacchaeus, he, he's to me he's he's not even a a, a best ball play really. Um, if you're really wanting to stick it at Atlanta stack, you could. But he's not even ranked right now on Fantasy Pros. So, um, yeah, let's go ahead and talk tight ends. Kyle Pitts, he's consensus tight end four right now on Fantasy Pros. The hype is real. And the ADP is real, coming off the board at 48, okay? 48 overall in underdog. He's never played an NFL snap, tied in four. I'm out at that price in best ball, sorry. I mean, that's insanity. Um, he hasn't done anything yet. When I can get guys that I know have done something, I'm always going to take the known talent in production. Um, coming off the board at four, that means he can't be coming off ahead of Mark Andrews. You even have Dallas Goddard. You have um, Hawkinson, Ingram. There are players after him who have had as much hype as him um, or similar type of hype of him that have actually played in the NFL that he's going ahead of. I'm out on Kyle Pitts at, at that right now in redraft, and I'm out on Kyle Pitts at that in uh, underdog. Um, that's just me. In Dynasty, I love Kyle Pitts, but I just – I'm not – I mean, that's a fifth-round pick, a fourth-round pick. Like, let's – we know – even in the best of worlds, it's so hard to hit on tight end. Um, 
you know, and again, this is a team going through some changes. They're bringing him in. We don't know what that's going to be like. So that's a little high for me. Hayden Hurst. And again, this is a team that brought in Hayden Hurst. You guys remember all the hype Hayden Hurst had last year. I mean, I hope you do. I mean, he was, I remember getting a note in fantasy pros when I had him ranked to like tight end 17. It was like, oh, he's, we almost wouldn't need to take your rankings down because you're too low on him. And I was like, he's not going to finish that high. And he didn't. Um, so it's, it's just a little bit, it's a little bit too bullish for me right now for him for this year. But I think that he does help Matt Ryan and the rest of the offense in general. So we are going to take a quick break, IDP Army. And when we come back, we are going to talk about the running back situation and then this defense, and then we will get you out of here. What's good, IDP Army? It's Jordan Reigns. And quickly, I want to tell you guys today about the big project I've been working on, the Ultimate IDP Index. The Ultimate IDP Index is the number one resource for IDP fantasy football players, rookies or veterans for 2021. Inside, you're going to find contract information, tiered IDP rankings, detailed player production profiles going back to 2017, suggested trade values, and a whole lot more, including unique write-ups, unique videos that will only be available within the Ultimate IDP Index. But to me, probably the most valuable thing is the fact that the trade value estimation tool is going to be updated weekly. So you'll always be aware of what a player is worth in your dynasty league at any given moment. So what are you waiting for? Sign up for the IDP Army Patreon today. Patreon.com forward slash the IDP Army. Join the Black Ops tier and join the IDP Army today. All right, we're back. Go check out the the Patreon guys. The Discord's hopping. We're always talking about you know dynasty values and players and all that stuff. So get over there in that. But let's get back to the Atlanta Falcons. All right. So next player I want to talk to you about is obviously the situation I want to talk about is the running backs. We got to talk about Mike Davis, guys, gals. Mike Davis right now, uh, his his ADP is fifty and underdog. Okay, he's running back twenty two. Fantasy Pros rank at running back twenty four. I am. I'm out. I don't, I don't want Mike Davis. Um, and it's not, not an indictment on Mike Davis, but at the same time, like it kind of is. Um, 165 rushes last year. Okay. Like, think about that. Like, what we remember about Mike Davis and why we feel so fondly and so strongly about Mike Davis is because of what he represented. He represented uh, cheap Christian McCaffrey to teams that didn't have Christian McCaffrey. Um, there's an emotional piece to this puzzle that is is intact here. Uh, he got 70 targets last year, which is almost doubled his entire career up to that point, which he's been in the NFL for five years now, uh, six years now. So that was a lot, and that was the situation he was put into. Um, he caught 60 or 59 of those. He didn't really do a lot with them, uh, 373 yards. Only 642 rushing yards last year on 165 attempts. And that was when he was primarily the main guy, you know. So now he's going to a situation where, like, look at last year with Todd Gurley. Todd Gurley had more rushing yards uh, and more rushing attempts last year with Atlanta. We weren't happy with him. Um, he had 35 targets, which isn't bad, you know. Um, it's not bad. He had 164 receiving yards. 
honestly, I think, and this might make people upset, but I, I just feel like Mike Evans' ceiling, or Mike Evans, Mike Davis' ceiling this next year is going to be what Todd Gurley did essentially last year. Uh, I don't think he's going to necessarily get the touchdowns Todd Gurley ended up with. Uh, Gurley ended up with nine rushing touchdowns. Um, but I think the passing work is going to help the score, kind of buoy the score. But, I mean, this we're talking about a player who – this was his best season ever last year at 28 years old uh, in Carolina, a different team in a system that force feeds their running backs um, by default. Uh, so that's, you know, I just feel like a lot of his production was contrived and manufactured and I'm out as a, as a top 24 running back. Um, I don't want Mike Davis on my team. I'm sorry, Mike Davis, my guy, they have too many other red zone options right now. Um, this team's going to be playing from behind a lot because we're about to talk about this defense, which is not going to stop anybody. Um, so he's not going to get game scripts where he just gets to pound the, you know, pound out the fourth quarter and he's getting a bunch of carries. You know, I mean, they're going to be throwing a lot. I have a feeling. So I'm kind of out. On, I'm out on Mike Davis. Unfortunately, uh, you know, if you can get him really, really cheap, um, you know, he's more of a flex play for me. I just don't see the upside. I don't see the ceiling, even in best ball his best week will probably be once or twice when he scores two touchdowns. That's just, that's just kind of how I feel about Mike Davis. Take it as you will. That's one man's opinion. So let's move on to the linebackers for this team. Let's talk about Deion Jones. All right. A lot of people love Deion Jones, rightly so. Um, one of the better coverage linebackers in the NFL, which right now coverage is at a premium when it comes to the skill set that's looked at and appreciated the most. Um, but he's been a little bit banged up the last couple of years. But this last season, Deion Jones had 106 total tackles. Not a huge number. You thought it would be a little bit more. But he made up for an impact plays. 40, 25 impact plays, nine tackles for loss, six pass deflections. He was all over the field. Two interceptions, another touchdown. Uh, interesting fact about Deion Jones, he scored a touchdown every single year he has been in the NFL. Uh, he has a touchdown scored for every year he's been in the NFL, which is kind of a fun defensive stat. Um, I anticipate the tackle number for Deion Jones going up this year with um, Dan Quinn leaving. I don't think he's going to blitz as much as he did. He had a career high uh, blitz or pass rush snap share this year. Uh, so I think that the tackles are going to I think the tackles are going to go up, which is going to make up for the fact that the impact plays might go down a little. <clears throat> but I still really like Deion Jones a lot coming into this year. Um, in the index right now, I have him in my uh, tier three. That's a, that's a every week starter for you. And in my uh, fantasy pros rankings right now, I have him as linebacker 15 for the year. I don't know that he's ever going to be able to really compete with some of the guys that have shown themselves to have the floor and the ceiling year in and year out, like the Joe Schoberts, um, like the Blake Martinez's, uh, you know, like the Darius Leonard's, obviously, and the Devin White's. But Deion Jones does enough to be he's he's right on those guys heels. And if I miss out on those guys, Deion Jones represents the the weekly upside, maybe not as high a clip, but a, the weekly upside and the floor of a player that is never going to leave the field. He has a chance to play a, a, a potentially a career high snaps. So uh, I'm in on Deion Jones this year. Uh, moving over to his stable mate, we have Foyce Olakun. Um, he's a he's a good player. It took him a little while to get on the field. Uh, but he ended up finishing, you know, Deion Jones and Ola Kuhn this last year finished as top uh, 15 linebackers together as a tandem. That kind of gives you an idea of the defensive snap share that the Falcons were already playing last year. Um, Ola Kuhn right now in my rankings, linebacker 23. That's a top 24 linebacker. I don't really see the competition for him. They did draft um, 
Michael something, I believe is his name. Uh, but I, I think that this is Ola Kuhn and Deion Jones's job again for at least this upcoming season. So no real concerns there. Uh, both of them are long-term assets in IDP. I think they're going to last a couple of years. And for this year, they're going to be top 24, 25 options for you. Um, let's talk about the defensive line position. Now, Grady Jarrett, a uh, good defensive lineman, uh, a good interior guy, but he, he's, he's kind of in that, that third tier in my mind, you know, it's really, it's Aaron Donald, it's DeForest Buckner. Um, and then, you know, Chris Jones on a good year can hit that area. Uh, but the, then next it's Grady Jarrett and kind of DR and Chris Jones for me, the tackle floor is not as high as it is with the with uh, DeForest Buckner, and the upside is not as high as it is with Aaron Donald. That being said, he still is a you know a, a yearly starter because he's productive. He does have 52 tackles this last year, um, you know 69 the previous season, which was a, a really high number, and maybe that's why we we feel so fondly about him because he did put up some big numbers the year before. But 52 tackles uh, the year before that, 55. So that puts his tackle floor right around outside of that outlier season in that 55 area. You like that. He can get up there in tackles for loss. Um, eight in 2020, 12 in 2019. So, and he did just get a big deal. Uh, so he's one of the guys he's going to carry over. He's going to stay on the team. I think they're going to keep him on the team as a foundational piece for Arthur Smith coming in. So not too worried about him in a defensive tackle, you know, league where you're specific. He's still going to be, he's going to be a top five option for you, in my opinion, for dynasty and redraft. Um, Dante Fowler, one of my guys for last year. I mean, the story with Dante Fowler is he just didn't exist last year, basically. Um, he was injured early, and he just couldn't thrive in that system. There was a lot of things that went wrong. I'm not bullish on him, but he is definitely a late-round upside pick, and if I he's not going to get drafted in your redraft leagues, he's a guy I'm going to monitor on the waivers to you know consider picking up late in the se- or early in the season if I see something, if I see anything, any any signs of life, I'm going to pick him up because he did have a top five season two years ago with the Rams situation was different. We had, uh, you know, coach Wade Phillips there. He did get to play next to Aaron Donald. Um, and the Rams were just really good that year. So he was able to be in good situations. Uh, not the case last year for Atlanta. And like I said, he did have the injury. So we'll see about that. And now the defensive back position, uh, they, the, the, the Atlanta Falcons got rid of basically almost all their safeties are gone. Keanu Neal left, um, Ricardo Allen left, and DeMonte, DeMonte Casey left. So those were the three primary starting uh, slot corners slash safeties for the last two, three years. Um, they they drafted Richie Grant. He should immediately start. And then Duran Harmon, a veteran from the Lions, is there. He's a guy that you could look at as well as a starting at free safety uh, projected right now. I like Richie Grant. Um, you know, right now he's defensive back 34 in my rankings for the year. I don't know if they're going to put him out there immediately and he's going to be able to perform. You know, I don't really know exactly what he's going to be doing, but I think that he's with the capital he's got and the, 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 the way this defense is going to be on the field a lot. I think he's going to represent a good floor. I don't think this is going to be an overly disruptive defense. So I don't know that the impact plays are necessarily going to be there for a guy like Richie Grant as a rookie, um, which also brings me to AJ Terrell. Um, Tough year last year, had some COVID issues, a rookie cornerback. Um, He's going to play a lot of snaps on. He's in a division that likes to air it out. He's got Tom Brady in the division. Jameis Winston is going to be in the division. Sam Darnold. There are turnovers to be had, and they're going to be playing. uh, They're going to get thrown on a lot. I have a feeling they're going to be in 
shootout type of games. Um, and this defense is going to be like butter. You know, honestly, I, I really don't see this defense stopping a lot of people. Um, so, again, that's kind of circles back to why I'm not really high on Mike Davis. But I think that this the amount of snaps that this defense is going to be able to accrue means that you're going to have some good IDP options. Those guys all included, um, you know, as, as potential weekly starters. So that will do it for today's show, y'all. Um, appreciate your IDP Army. Uh, if you have any questions or comments, go check out the IDPArmy.com. Uh, follow me on Twitter at 50 Shades of Drunk. Leave a comment on YouTube. Subscribe. Hit the bell. Um, and we will be back next or in a day or two with another episode. We're going to keep running through these teams. And yeah, appreciate you, IDP Army. Until next time. Let the rain hit the sand. Build a house on a rock, got a plan. Gotta get stocks, keep them bands. Hit the clock, tick blades on a fan. Used to be mundane on a Monday. Now you have fun day on a Sunday. Cause you switching it up and you living it up. You ain't getting enough.